Chapman University's The Panther. I'm Abby Little, and you're listening to The Panther Pod. Welcome back to campus, everyone. Or if you're new here, welcome to Chapman University. I hope everyone had a great summer. Mine was very eventful, but I'm very glad to be back as I'm starting my senior year here. For my first episode back to the pod, I thought I'd go over some news that we here at the Panther were not able to cover due to the summer break. In an effort to try and cover all my bases, I'm going to try to provide a general recap of global, national, and California news that happened over the last three months of summer. So without further ado, here's what you missed this summer. To start off, on June 9th, the UN General Assembly elected five non-permanent members to the UN's Security Council. UN General Assembly President Abdullah Shahid tweeted a picture with the five elected representatives from Ecuador, Japan, Malta, Mozambique, and Switzerland. Their two-year term will start on January 1st, 2023. Shifting to national news, on June 24th, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade almost 50 years after its initial ruling. The controversial 1943 ruling allowed women the access to an abortion by citing the 14th Amendment's Due Process Clause, which provides a fundamental right to privacy. But over the summer, Justices Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett voted in favor of overturning the decision. Chief Justice Roberts concurred with the decision, meaning that he agreed in some capacity with overturning the decision, but disagreed on the majority's rationale on why. Justice Roberts initially argued for an incremental method to weaken Roe v. Wade, according to Insider, by attempting to uphold the Mississippi law which bans abortions after 15 weeks, but the majority justices went full force without him, ultimately leaving the decisions solely to the states. Justices Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor wrote the dissenting opinion. Of course, the decision was met with both screams of excitement and terror outside of the Supreme Court. So what what does this mean for you today? This means everything. This is the moment that we have been working towards. This is a historic day. This is the first day that America is living in a post-Roe generation. We are dancing on the grave of Roe versus Wade. It's like taking Normandy Beach, and we will get to Berlin. We will make it a crime in all 50 states to kill a baby. I am absolutely, I'm so beyond livid at what is going on, and I'm going to turn my fear into anger. There will be no functioning society without women, and the women are pissed. Immediately after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, many states had laws in place known as trigger laws that took effect as soon as the decision was made to ban abortion to the highest of degrees. As of August 26th, Ohio and Georgia have six-week bans in effect, whereas Idaho, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas have fully banned the procedure altogether. To find out the status of your state and where it stands with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, please utilize the New York Times link in the description as it has a constantly updating map of where abortion has been banned. Moving along to California news, the primaries came and went during the month of June, confirming that Gavin Newsom, Democrat, will be our continued governor for the next four years. In addition to Newsom, Alex Padilla, Democrat, was elected to, one, finish the remainder of ex-Senate Kamala Harris's term, as well as serve as senator for the 2023 to 2028 term. More locally, Chapman is in California's 46th district, with Lou Correa, Democrat, continuing to remain as our representative in the House for the next two years. Ultimately, California elected mainly Democratic candidates. No big surprise there. But if you want more specifics on the rest of the district's voting results, please feel free to check out the very extensive breakdown that the Washington Post did in the description. Moving on to July, specifically on July 7th, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and resigned from his position. His resignation is in the wake of many scandals over the last three years he has been in office, with the latest involving his appointment of politician Chris Pincher, who has been accused of sexual misconduct. 
In June, Pincher went to a private members club in London, where BBC reports that he had, quote, drank far too much and was embarrassing himself, end quote. After his visit, he was accused of groping two men, which led to other accusations from years past to come to the surface. AP News reported that Johnson was aware of these allegations when he appointed Pincher to his position as a member of parliament. His tumultuous resignation forfeited his position as the Conservative Party leader, but he will remain as Prime Minister until his party chooses his replacement. Those that have been in conversation to take his place are former Health Secretary Sajid Javid, former Treasury Rishi Sunak, Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, and Defense Secretary Ben Wallace. So far, July might have been one of the hottest months of the year. July 19th was the record-breaking hottest day that Britain has ever recorded at 40 degrees Celsius. That's 104 degrees Fahrenheit. While we here in the US may have seen even higher temperatures, for the UK, 40 degrees Celsius is unprecedented. Air travel was heavily delayed due to certain runways melting in the heat. Trains were delayed because the heat can cause the rails metal to buckle, making it unsafe to travel at high speeds or at all, depending on the track. As someone who was in London traveling the day before the record-breaking weather, people were not prepared for the delays this would cause. King's Cross Station, even though it's a very popular train station, was jam-packed with people waiting for their delayed trains, all while listening to heat advisory messages blasting through the station every five minutes, urging people not to travel with the temperature so hot. For me, what was supposed to be a four-hour train ride turned into an eight-hour travel day after switching trains two times due to unsafe rail conditions. Luckily, for me, I was able to make it to my destination that day, but many passengers were sent home with taxi or Uber vouchers as the trains could only travel so far. HuffPost reported that UK's Transport Secretary Grant Shapps says rebuilding infrastructure like runways and railways will take decades if they want to be able to withstand the heat in the future. Climate change is becoming more and more glaringly obvious as the summers go by, breaking their own records on heat temperatures year after year. On July 12th, NASA released the first photos taken on the James Webb Space Telescope. As a collaborative project with the European Space Agency and the Canadian Space Agency, the telescope was able to capture images of the Carina Nebula, Stefan's Quintet, the Southern Ring Nebula, and the galaxy cluster titled SMACS 0723. All of the images are in full color and are viewable on NASA's website. Link in the description. As for California, the McKinley Fire is the largest fire we've seen so far this year. Just below the Northern California border in Klamath National Forest, the flames spread rapidly starting July 29th. InsaWeb is reporting that as of August 30th, the fire is 99% contained. While the original cause of the fire is unknown, high wind speeds and hot temperatures are definitely top contenders, continuing a trend of California fires in the summer and fall seasons. Moving on to the month of August, and really generally just the summer for this point, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has been an ongoing crisis for most of 2022. Russia first invaded Ukraine back in February of this year, which caused a major escalation in the Russo-Ukrainian war. The sudden invasion has single-handedly created Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II, with around 7 million Ukrainians fleeing their country and leaving almost a third of their population displaced. As far as summer updates go, the U.S. has continued to offer military aid during this time, with their most recent aid package being sent on August 19th from the Department of Defense. Buildings continue to be hit with Russian missiles, killing and injuring thousands of people in its wake. For live updates on the situation on the other side of the globe, there will be a link to CNN's live updates page in the description that covers all the latest news regarding the invasion. On August 24th, U.S. President Joe Biden announced a historic step in helping to aid students with loan debt. Now, students can be forgiven for $10,000 in student loans, and for individuals who are in low-income families that allowed them to receive a Pell Grant, they will also be forgiven another $10,000. Here's President Biden on his reasonings. Both of these targeted actions are for families who need it the most. Working and middle-class people hit especially hard during the pandemic 
making under $125,000 a year. All this means people can start, finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt to get on top of their rent and their utilities, to finally think about buying a home or starting a family or starting a business. And by the way, when this happens, the whole economy is better off. According to CNN, the Biden administration has announced that they will launch an application in the coming weeks so that people can submit their income information to be forgiven of their debt. To be notified when the application opens up, there is a sign-up available at studentaid.gov. On the topic of U.S. presidents, former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida, was issued a search warrant on August 8th as part of an FBI investigation surrounding classified documents. The search was conducted due to allegations claiming that Trump improperly removed documents from the White House and that they were brought to Mar-a-Lago. This investigation is now being conducted at the same time as another investigation involving former President Trump, with the other one calling into question his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election and the events that followed on January 6th. 2021. CNN reported that the search included examining where certain documents were kept on the property. The newest update regarding this investigation was issued by the Justice Department on August 31st, which included the filing of 35 pages that provide new details into Trump's handling of the classified documents that were removed from the White House, with hopefully more details to come. And lastly, to bring it home to the state of California, on August 1st, Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency over the monkeypox virus. With the first case detected in May of 2022 in Europe, Monkeypox is typically spread through prolonged contact, especially with a person's skin lesions. This can be transmitted from touching clothing, bedding, or towels used by someone with the monkeypox rash to having sex with someone with it. Common symptoms include fever, headache, muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes in your throat or groin, and a rash typically beginning in the face but spreading to other parts of the body, including the genitals. Some of the best practices to prevent the spread of monkeypox are to avoid close, skin-to-skin contact with other people and to avoid contact with objects that a person with monkeypox may have used. Additionally, there is an available vaccine for the virus, which is administered as a two-part dose given 28 days apart. According to the CDC, those who have been in known or presumed contact with the virus are eligible to receive the vaccine. And that is all the news I have to recap from the summer. Obviously, a lot of news happened this summer. There's no way I'd be able to cover all of it, but hopefully I hit home some of the more important and relevant stories that relate to us here at Chapman. And with that, I'm Abby Little, and this has been The Panther Pod.